Welcome to Somos Padres, a space dedicated to all things parenting. We are your hosts, Paolo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we reflect on our parenting experience, share parenting information, and lift up the voices of other parents. Welcome everybody, we're actually back from Mexico um, and our family vacation, we're actually back here in um, Glendale, California and we are so excited about like doing this introduction because uh, for this uh, episode number three, we are actually interviewing my sister and my brother-in-law. We are so excited because it's our first interview and one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast was really highlight other parents and just have them drop knowledge on all of us so we couldn't think of another couple to start with we're so happy we started with Laura and Mike I'm actually really excited because the interview like um, w- when I listened to it it was it's really really good yeah we re-listened to it I today actually yeah <laughs> I, I, I got a they have some wisdom oh yeah. definitely definitely and I think the interview did start a little rough but as it like started going it just started to flow and the information just started coming and I just felt like I don't know they were just in the zone I think we're all in the zone and and just having like lots of nuggets of great information that they were yeah and uh, and for me it was impacting to see my sister how she has like a a different view Uh on the way she was raised yeah that was really really interesting but let's not get into too much and let's just jump into the interview. We really hope that you guys enjoy it and we'll touch back um, to close out at the end. We'll touch back in with you guys before we say goodbye. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll start by saying hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Yesenia and we're Somos Padres. This is our podcast, and this is our first interview, and we're super excited yeah. to um, start interviewing other parents because um, I think for Paolo and myself, um, the podcast has, and, and even our blog, has never been just about how we parent, but how other people parent um, because everybody, everybody parents differently, and everybody is figuring it all out as they go, I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. So... What we want to do is share as many experiences from other parents and um, so that um, other people's experiences are captured and other people, um, I don't know, just benefit from the wisdom of other parents that, that are parenting their own kids, experiencing their own challenges, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can relate. Yes. So um, we're going to start by introducing ourselves. I'm Yesenia. I'm Michael. I'm Laura, I'm Yesenia's sister-in-law, and, and then Paolo, Paolo over here, and then Paolo's sister. There yeah. you go. So, um, so tell us about yourselves, like, um, I don't know, whatever you guys are comfortable with sharing, but I think the basics are probably, tell us about yourselves and your kids, how many kids do you guys have, how long have you been married, like that kind of stuff. Okay, um, Mike and I have been married for 12 years now. We have two kids. Uh, we have Laurita, she is 12. And we have Vincent, he's six. And um, yeah, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I 
I basically, um, we kind of have a unique situation right now uh, where Mike is away due to work and, uh, and I do most of the child caring. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you are not a man of a few words. What is happening? <laughs> Introduce yourself, Mike. I'm microphone shy. Um, um, yeah, we've been married for 12 years. Um, I come from a, a family of seven, um, mm-hmm. a humble Mexican family, pretty traditional um, machismo dad, um, mm-hmm. um, submissive mom, and um, I'm the product of, of seeing those interactions and the product of growing up and realizing that's not necessarily the way I wanted to parent my children with a, such a paternalistic um, way um, but um, yeah. um, I, I, I see a lot of, of my machismo dad coming out in me even though <laughs> I don't want to be that guy <laughs> I don't know Paolo can you relate to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's in us it's in us and you're a nurse I'm a nurse Watch out. That's right. So, do you guys want to maybe start with your parenting philosophy? Do you have one? Do you not? Um, I feel like like I, I don't have a parenting philosophy. I just feel like the most important thing is for my children to feel loved. And for me not to go crazy. <laughs> not to lose your shit. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. For me not to lose it. Yeah, I just try to keep it together. It's a struggle. Um, but, yeah. Do you have a parenting philosophy? Um, no, not necessarily. I think I just kind of like play by ear. But I think I live by the guide rails of trying to like keep myself in check on a, on a semi-regular basis. Like... Am I my dad? Am I being that guy? Um, I can be strict on my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my, my, I guess if I had a parenting style, yeah, it would be kind of similar to my dad's, but with a softer tone. And I don't try to mimic my dad. I try to, you know, try to be more progressive and try to, you know, um, not use like corporal punishment and stuff like that. I, I know I don't do it. I mean, I've done it in the past years ago, but I don't. You know, it's nothing I do. I don't hit my kids or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have a philosophy or anything like that. I just um, kind of wing it and go by what kind of feels right. And like I yeah. said, I keep myself in check if I see that I'm either getting feedback from my wife, <laughs> unwelcomed feedback, that, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm being a jerk <laughs> or of a dad or a husband. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I don't have a, a philosophy. Yeah, yeah I, I think, um, well, I truly believe in not spanking my kids yeah. like like getting physical with my kids and that's something that I don't struggle with to me that's like easy yeah it's easy not to go there like I just I don't you know like wow. yeah yeah for me like I don't know why like that is easy but I tend to get loud yeah. I yell so mm-hmm. I feel like that's my way of expressing my anger mm-hmm. and um so that's what I have to like really try to control Okay, like so getting loud with my kids. I, I guess, Mike, you were starting to talk about your dad, and you've mentioned him a couple times. And one of my um, 
questions that I, I like to think about is what do you think you learned about parenting from your parents? I mean, you, you've mentioned your dad a couple times, so I'll start with you. Well, I guess I've, I've learned a lot of good um, yeah. from my parents. Like what? Of to how to raise your kids, how to protect them from the dangers of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was very, you know, his strictness worked in a way of protecting us in a way where when we're kids, we don't understand why he doesn't let us spend nights out with people. But when you grow up, you see all these dangers in the world. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of live by some of that. You know, those are some of the things he's taught me. Um, you know, um, uh, just little things like that, like just having... Um, being direct with your children. My dad's always been very direct with us. And so I kind of am pretty direct with my kids. If there's something I don't beat around the bushes, I'm kind of look you in the eye, tell you frankly, this is how you're messing up and this is what needs to change. And we're going to work on this until it changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll work together. I always tell my kids, mm-hmm. we're going to work on this together. And it probably mm-hmm. doesn't sound like very much fun to them at the time when I'm saying that. But it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's what I say. It's what, you know, we are going to work on this. Uh, this is not acceptable, how you're behaving, your behavior. And uh, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't do a whole bunch of positive reinforcement. I do more of like a analyze your 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 behavior and let's correct this because I'm dad and dad knows best, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so would you say you got that from your dad? Dad knows best. Oh, yeah. oh dad. Yeah, I definitely got that. Dad mm-hmm. knows best from my dad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then the we, like how your dad handled it, you didn't get from your dad. No. Well, some of it I did. Some yeah, of it I did. I, I have that, I have that mm-hmm. uh, short fuse. I have that inside of me. I mean, I just, i I try to keep it at bay. Like, I, yeah. it's like definitely there's a, a Mr. Hyde in there somewhere, you know, that wants yeah. to come out and spank my kids and yell at them and throw them across the room. But, um, <laughs> but I'm with you. I don't, <laughs> I don't act on it. You know, I think my dad def- definitely acted on it a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, I, I, as much as I've learned good from my dad, mm-hmm. you know, how he, the, the good things he's done and my mom too, um, I focus more on my dad, I guess, because he's a dad and I'm a dad. But I've, I've learned, um, a lot of ways of parenting by not doing what he's done like like I said like hitting his kids and you know using a lot of curse words at them not mm-hmm. just with them but at mm-hmm. them and very verbal abusive um very short to anger um so yeah I just try to focus on you know not 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 uh, going there I yeah. guess you can call it not going there yeah and I think it's so um interesting because you're talking a lot about your dad and I think that when I talk about my parenting and what I reflect on, I talk a lot about my mom. And when Paolo talks a lot, he reflects on, again, he reflects on his dad. Yeah. So just find it very interesting when when you're talking your life and your focus is is on, on your dad. Yeah. And even There's though something I, about the same gender. At the same time, I can agree that I, I have a lot of my nurturing aspect of myself that's helped um, you know, tamper down the, the, the dad part of me mm-hmm. that I got from my dad. Mm-hmm. I attribute that to my mom, that nurturing care that she would give me that, you know, she would be my, um, you know, my island of, you know, safety from my dad mm-hmm. and she would nurture me and she would, you know, it's okay, me home, you know, you're just don't, don't go near your dad, you know, yeah. type of thing, you know, <laughs> he's angry. Don't get anywhere near him right now. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that nurturing part, um, also I got a lot from her too, so. You know, there's definitely, we get from both, but we like to pick, I think, from, I, I do at least, and maybe, you know, you do the same. Because yeah. he's I mean, a dad I, and I'm a dad, so I, I kind of try to mimic myself after, you know, what did he do right, you know? Yeah. Mm. Laura? 
do you what did, what did you learn about parenting from your parents yeah. do you think? uh from the i think the the main thing i learned is that my way or the highway <laughs> like, <laughs> like that it, it was very cutthroat like there is no like working with you you know to like or like there is no like uh let's talk about it and these are the reasons why you know you shouldn't do this you know like there was never like a conversation it was just like don't do that because i said so mm-hmm. and yeah like there was no communication and um and i feel like that's influenced my parenting a lot because i i even though well Laurita's already 12, so she understands a little more. But even with Vincent, like whenever, like, you know, I he's doing something wrong, I tell him why. And and, and I feel like like they get it. You know, I, I, you know, maybe not to the full, you know, extent, but they, they pick up like little bits. And, and I like they I see like the little light bulb, like, like going in and like going on and um and then being like, oh, OK, yeah, I get it. Like, it's not because you know you're just trying to enforce you know rules upon me but it's because oh i could get hurt or it's because of you know mm-hmm. and i think like um i wish my parents would have done more of that with me yeah, yeah. like talk to me I, like i remember that yeah he was like why 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 that work why are you doing this it's just like because that's the way it is because i said so <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. the way it is because i know best and if you question that, you're talking back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and of course, I think it's important to mention that we don't blame our parents. Yeah. You know, that's just what they mm-hmm. were taught. You know, yeah, exactly. they didn't know any better. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's I don't hold any grudges or anything against them. Like I like I get it. You know, and but but I know better, and uh, so I I feel like I hold myself you know to those standards. It's because mm-hmm. well you know I've been given the tools you know to do a better job, so I better work on it yeah i yeah. think with the education we've you know we've received we've we've gotten a lot of enlightenment and especially classes like psychology that teach you yes. like you know what type of things make people tick and what type of things make people you know um have um traumatizing experiences and <laughs> you know um i think that's i think that's helped us in a huge way as parents in its own aside from learning from our parents but don't get me wrong it's such a challenge to get out of that i you know i told you yeah, so yeah, because of listening to mike i was like at what point mike did you realize like oh my god i need to do things different when than i was my dad. when i was literally like eight years old like when i was know. literally like a little boy i won't be this man oh yeah yeah Whoa. i won't be this man when i when i'm a dad and i focused on training myself at that age um I mean, too little if no avail. Because I mean, you're just a kid. You're telling yourself, but what really can you can you do to teach yourself other than have me strong-minded? And uh, I'm a catch myself to this day being my dad a lot of the time. And some of my sisters and brothers will joke with me sometimes and call me Felix because I look a lot like him. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with I act a lot like him. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saying that because uh, when uh, my sister was sharing that. For her, it's so easy to be calm and not like rush, rush like to spank mm-hmm. the children. For me, it was like, oh no, I need to go to the spanking. <laughs> like <laughs> that that's was, your go-to. That's like, my, that was yeah. my go-to because that's what I learned from my parents. I was like, that that's you have to, response. yeah, you have to cry because for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. You have to do that for a reason, and and sometimes the spanking, they, they, they I, I believe they saw it like as a solution, even though we kept doing the same things over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, that's just very interesting to me. Like yeah, yeah, like I never even thought about you know like why don't I spank. <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, when I became a dad, I mean, that was like when Palito was growing up. I'm like, oh yeah, I had to spank him because that's the way it has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I never actually questioned it. I never. I, I thought like I think it's gonna be useful for them to be spanked. Did you I, get spanked? I don't know. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got yeah. kicked yeah. <laughs> by my dad. <laughs> Even as I was already much older. Know, yeah, fun. like funny, not funny. But um, but you know what? Now. Thinking back, when Laurita was little, and we only had her, she was our only kid, we used to pinch her. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like, you know, like, maybe that was my way of like, well, I was taught to inflict pain. Mm-hmm. So we without, started down that road as We parents. did. Both we of us. We both raised that way from our families. And then she mm-hmm. would do something that... But it was out of fear most of the time. It was out of fear of her getting lost. The most time we ever do anything like that would be rare but like if we did pinch her it'd be like we're at some random gas station some god knows where and she's taking off and we told her don't take off because we don't want to get you lost and there she's gone she's gone and she's hiding and we're so stressed out we find her like don't you do it again and there's, or sometimes it <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even be a pinch it would just be like show the pinch finger and you know and she's like oh but i'll, I, I'll behave <laughs> That's when I started to realize, like, this is not right. Mm -hmm. Because it got to the point where we didn't even need to pinch her to get the effect that we wanted. Mm -hmm. All we had to do was show her the fingers. And she would be, like, like, scared. And she was little, like, three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she would be, like, I know what's going to happen to me. And I Mm -hmm. think, like, seeing her, like, little and so scared... Mm -hmm. Like, and like, why are my parents going to inflict pain on me? Yeah. And I don't know. And I think I started talking to Michael, like, like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> like, do you remember that? No. Like, no, you don't no, remember you're not, that? You're talking no? to me about that. Nothing. I, I, I think I remember like having those conversations, like maybe we shouldn't pinch her anymore. Like she's getting like really scared. Yeah. And then it got to the point where like eventually we like out of it and I thought we were doing a good job because my parents or my mom even um, my dad would just be physically verbally abusive on a regular basis for fun but my mom she would pinch and twist at church like if you talk at church or laugh or anything out of line it's just a pinch and a twist with the pinch and all we would do is a little tiny pinch you know right? yeah you're you know? like that's so I thought, you know, I'm good you know I'm not yeah. doing much bad you know trying watering down what my parents did to me but I just wanted to learn but yeah. you know, then over time you start realizing, man, eh, kind of traumatizing for a little kid. Yeah, it's very, and and, it, and I know that it is traumatizing because Larita remembers, even though she was so little, and she remembers. She's like, mom, I remember you used to pinch me, and it would hurt. And is that, is that another funny, not funny? Yeah. Well, but but then just recently she witnessed a brother of mine like be physically, you know, I wouldn't say physically abusive, but like spanked, like yeah. one of his kids. And to her, that was traumatizing. Like, she came to me, and she was just like, Mom, like, why would you hurt your own kid? She didn't understand. She didn't understand it. And I was like, actually, like, you know, just because you feel like, it's out of desperation. Like, you feel like you've tried everything else. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're just, like, angry, and you don't know how to show, you know, your anger, and you you lose it. 
but but to her she, she was just like like why like yeah, she doesn't get it like it's your own child like why would you do that and i'm like well we just that's just as what much yeah, as, sometimes we lose it and yeah. as much as in my experience um i've i can say that i like i said i've used pinching as a deterrence for for you know um putting yourself in danger you're, you're teaching your kid you know don't get into danger or don't do something pretty really bad that's gonna put you in harm's way um something inside of you that still knows that you're, you're kind of doing something wrong and it's almost more of like like say me like me and my wife laura when we, when we have an argument and out of the blue i'll just snap and i'll yell it's like going there and mm-hmm. that it's like feeding the beast almost it's like letting just letting unleashing and that's almost like what you do i think when you spank it's like just you know letting your emotions take over and 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 using that as you're out instead of you know you know getting your cheek yeah. yeah. <laughs> and i feel <laughs> like your cheek yeah. yeah. and i feel like also one of the reasons why i'm so against like spanking is because from what i've seen there's no good results <laughs> you know it's like the kid still cries and now you're mad and it just like spreads like more negative more negativity and it just i don't know i never see anything good coming out of it yeah and i mean i think it's so interesting that you guys are saying um like it just doesn't feel right and i think that for me too or you know i can speak for myself i i felt the same way just doesn't feel right and i think if i have a barometer it's typically like how does it feel when i do it like when i do this parenting thing like how does it feel and i think sometimes we don't pay enough attention to that maybe in the beginning of our parenting um, when we first have kids, um, I don't know how aware we are of our own feelings. and Or maybe there's people that aren't as in tuned yet to how they feel in the moment. And, and does it feel right or not? I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 I get it. And I think like as a kid, remembering myself getting spanked as a kid, I think I remember just being filled with anger and resentment. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily learning anything from being spanked, except, wow, I'm going to really make sure that I don't get caught doing this again because I'm probably gonna do it again but, <laughs> but, but, but i'm just gonna work better at not getting caught because this sucks getting hit sucks um and it's shameful it's you're full of shame from your parents and mm-hmm. and it hurts and so you don't really i don't think you really learn much personally i don't think i learned much from getting spanked mm-hmm. and getting hit by my dad except resentment and anger and uh, it's just it's it's i don't think it's learning from my personal experience i don't think it was very productive yeah so I try not to do go there. How do you think you guys have evolved in your parenting? Like where you, what you thought parenting would be like, and then like how you've changed. Like obviously you guys have talked about like you used to pinch Laurita, and then you guys kind of moved moved on. You like phase that out. Is there other things that you guys maybe did, or that you thought about parenting, and then you realized, oh yeah, or maybe with the first to the second baby or... yeah i feel like i was really hard on Larita, our first kid i feel like i didn't know how to let her be a kid like i wanted her to be a little adult and like don't mess up like like come on like know better and it's like she's a child she shouldn't know better but i expected her to be a little adult and like you know it was my first experience you know with a kid so and i feel like i once again i learned that from my parents i feel like they didn't let us be kids 
Like if we were at the at the dinner table and we were laughing, we would get in trouble for laughing. And if we were fighting, we would get in trouble for fighting. Like there was never like a moment where they let us like, like just be okay. Like there was always, we were always doing something wrong. And it's because yeah. like, we were always kids, you know, and they like didn't want us to be no, kids. All the arguments because we were kids. Yeah. And it's like, and, and I feel like I, I was hard on her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like not wanting, not letting her be a kid. I'm expecting like perfection from her. And like, don't throw a fit. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't do that. Like, you just don't. Can't tantrum. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. And to this day, she doesn't throw fits. And now, like, looking back, I'm like, it's normal for kids to throw fits. Like, you know, like that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost more unhealthy for them not to. Right. You know, because they can't, you know, like, because they should be allowed to. They're they, kids. They need an out. Yeah, they like need an out. Else. Yeah, they yeah. need an out. And now I, I feel like I carry so much guilt for that. And, well, and now with Vincent, I feel like I let him be a kid, you know, because I've learned. But I feel so guilty because it's like, oh, my God, like, I really messed up the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's normal. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think your first, I think the first yeah. kid's like, um. Yeah, it's like yeah it's like it's like a it's science like project you know yes. you're just you're working things out and you, like you said okay car. yeah this works this doesn't yeah and you get caught that. up in the moment because it's your first child um you want the best for your child you want them to grow up and be the best they can be so there's that pressure and there's also the pressure of feeling like you are a successful parent and i think there, there comes like a, like some kind of an endangerment, a sense of an endangerment to your quote unquote perfect parenting that you want to come from yourself to, to your child that when things go awry, you like, you short circuit, you know, you almost kind of like get to that where you short circuit, like why am, why is this not working? I want to just spank you and make it right, you know? But yeah, and, and it's the quick fix and, 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 and you know, never works, I think. So, um, what, what do you think has been like, um, a recent, like proud parent moment for you guys? Well, you just thought, oh my God, I handled that so good. Um, Like somebody should give me an award right now. (laughs) I have one recently. Um, it's with Vincent. It's really hard in the mornings to get him to like get going to get ready for school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, most of the time, like, I just yell at him and I'm like, come on, like, come on, you have, <laughs> and I always tell him, like, you need to learn, like, a sense of urgency, you know, and it's like, he's six. Like, he, <laughs> he, 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 Yada, there she goes. Yeah, adulting. there I go. Yeah. And, uh, and I did, um, I partially read a book <laughs> called, um, Playful Parenting, oh, where yeah. it teaches you about yeah. how to, like, change any, like, negative situation into a positive one by just being playful. Because once you change your attitude, they're going to change their attitude. And Vincent, like, once again, he was, you know, starting not to want to put on his clothes and brush his teeth. And um, and I, instead of going that route, I was like, Vincent, you know, brush your teeth. And he's like, yeah, he started like, giving me excuses. And I was like, I'll race you to the, ba- to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was so excited to race me. <laughs> I turned it into a game. And he raced me to the bathroom, you know, and I let him win. And he was so excited, you know, blah, blah. And then I'm like, uh, and then I, I took it a step further. I was like, I'll brush my teeth with you, you know. And it turned, you know, being, it could have been like a very, you know, nagging thing. It turned it into like a fun thing. We were spending time together. And all of a sudden, 
I was happy and he was happy mm-hmm. and he was putting on his clothes and I was helping him and he was giggling and I was so proud. I was oh just man, like, yeah. this could have gone so wrong. Oh my God, high five. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it didn't. It, and it, I was like, I wish I could do that every time. I don't do it, you know, yeah. I don't just because you get caught up. But to know that. You had that moment. Yeah, and it worked. Aww. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, for me, I don't think there's any like um, like specific moments per se, but I think like in general for myself, I think um, it's a lot of moments. It's just sensing um, um, my kids. I think they have a fear of me because I'm I'm their I'm their dad. I'm the more paternalistic one, of course. I'm the more you know I'm the one more quick to anger. I'm the ruling hand, you know, the iron fist in the house. Mm-hmm. But I think. Um, I think I like I told myself when I was a kid getting parented that way in a very fierce way. Mm-hmm. I told myself I didn't want to parent that way. Um, so um, not glorifying that, but I think I've, in a way, found some kind of a balance where they have a like I don't want to call it a healthy fear, but um, I feel like my kids can come to me and hug me and hold me and want to be with me. Um, a lot bigger scale than I did with my dad and my brothers and sisters did with my dad. And I think um, that's where I feel like I've, I've uh, progressed a lot from my dad. Not to say that I deserve any award for that because that's kind of a low standard for a parent to say, at least I don't smack the shit out of you. But, <laughs> um, you know, but <laughs> it's kind of a low standard. But for me, it's like, you know, baby steps and um, uh, progressing from... I guess one generation to the next and so i think you're just, like just them wanting to be with me in general because i remember like never you know i was always very weary of my dad am i gonna go over there and you know receive a lot of cuss words or is he gonna make me you know do some random stupid you know chore because i came close within within yelling range you know yeah. so <laughs> i just i just feel like i'm you know i'm a little bit of an upgrade on that aspect you know and I, I feel I feel like you're like really hard on yourself. Yes, like, I, don't, I, I was gonna say I think yeah. you're not giving yourself enough credit, Laura. Can you please speak to this? Yes, man? yes. <laughs> I don't think the kids have. Like, I don't think they fear you like, no. in any way. They respect you. They will fear me. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> no, but but I feel I feel like you know you want to see yourself through that lens. You know, I don't want to fear me because I'm the dad. No, I, I don't. I don't think they fear you at all. Yeah, like they might be like, oh, dad, yeah, that's going to be upset. And I don't want him to be, but it's not out of fear. It's because they love you and they don't want their daddy, you know, mad at them. It's so funny because I feel like I have that like weapon. It's like a, in the holster. It's like ready to rock. You know, no, it's like the eagle, like... the eagle, the, the eagle eyes. <laughs> We're sorry to break it to you. <laughs> no. The eagle eyes and the, when you're angry at your kid, you no. give the lower eyebrows no. and and you know um, and I've so. actually in the past I've been jealous of like your relationship with Laurita because I rarely see you guys like uh, I don't want to say argue but you know like bump heads like you know you guys are always like because you guys are both so like easygoing and you guys have the same sense of humor and you guys have like a really really like healthy nice relationship and I feel like Oh, like, I wish I have that one day with her because, like, you know, like, I feel, I don't know if it's just because we're girls and she, like, challenges me more, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the way that it's is. because you're in the trenches. I'm her friend more yeah. than her Yeah, because I come to visit. Up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm that's in, true. Or we don't bump heads because my head's in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even when you were home, though. 
even yeah. when you were home. Well, it makes it easier when you're, you know, oh, well, you're saying when before. I yeah, even before. Like, high. you guys have, like, a really nice relationship, and I feel like, you know, you guys talk but once again, about you're, you're, Once again, you're in the trenches while I'm at work. And if I'm at home, I'm either sleeping or, you know, yeah. working on the car or doing... Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I do play so you're that in the trenches. most so, yeah, you're, of the time. You're in yeah. the trenches. So. You're doing yeah. all yeah. the... You do all the... Day to day. Yeah, so... Time to take a shower. Time to go to bed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's so funny because, like... If I'm you, the one that argues with her to, like, to get snacks and to get to watch TV. But even though... That's... I play bad cop. Like, if you ask Vincent, like, who's your favorite parent? Like, he won't hesitate. He'll be like, oh, daddy. Like, he, like no matter what. And if you ask Laurita, he, she'll be like, oh, mommy. Like, it's so funny. Even though I do, I, I have always been, you know, tougher Maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit. Maybe. I think maybe you guys are the same. You don't, you don't, I don't, I think that's in general. We don't give ourselves enough credit. Yeah. You know, that's true. For those. Because our shortcomings as parents, I think, um, I think we are able to magnify those because we live in those moments and we know, I think, when we mess up, especially in the aftermath, was that really worth it? Yelling at him or spanking him? Did that really help? No. Do I feel bad? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, like, you know, rear view mirror works really good as a parent. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of, you can fix things if you really honestly look in the rear view mirror and see, you know, what came of what you did. You know? Is there anything that, um, like, if, and, like, let's just say we go to baby shower, because, you know, baby shower games, like, like, advice you have, like, for a new parent. Is there anything you ever give out, like, as advice or as words of wisdom to anyone who's, like, just starting out as parents? Yeah, I think my biggest thing that I would tell parents would be to, to remember how it was being a child. Um, try to remember that they're not adults, like you talked earlier. Mm-hmm. And just try your best to find ways to expand your ability to be patient because you're going to need it. <laughs> you're going to need it, and more than anything, yes. your children are going to need it. Mm-hmm. They're going to need for you to be patient. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, that's what leads impatience. It just leads to... All the all the all the bad. All things. the regret. Like, all yeah. The, yeah, the kids oh, yeah. receive the brunt of the storm of parents and patients. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's yelling or hitting. Or yeah, I feel like mine would be that too. Yeah, to uh, remember that they are not adults. Don't let them be kids. It's okay for them to throw fits, and it's okay. I mean, just you know, guide them through it. You know, like yeah, try to teach them. But at the same time, like 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 try to remember that. I feel like once I started like being you know like realizing like hey like my child is not an adult i shouldn't expect her to be uh to act like one i feel like things change for me like i notice like a shift and uh so yeah i feel like that would be my main advice the other thing i think i would say to them would be um don't just be uh don't jump over from the other side from being like uh the the abusive verbal and physical abusive parent don't jump to the other side of just being their friend either. I think there needs to be a balance of, um, you know, your child being a companion and you having that, you know, that setting lines in the sand. This is acceptable. This is unacceptable. I think your kid needs to not just be your friend. You, you need to separate those lines and, and be a parent as well. Because I think a lot of people tend to like, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot, a lot of people spoil their kids, you know, and to the point where you... 
you say, well, you don't punish your kid. You buy them everything they want. So I think just not from my personal experience, but from what I've seen, it's don't spoil your kids. Don't spoil them and don't just be their best friend no matter what. You know, you got to be parent too. And I feel like that's where you excel. I feel like you're really, really good at being their best friend and then setting the limits. And yeah, and then setting the limits and being like, oh, okay, well, you know, just because I'm your friend, it doesn't mean that you can not, you know, <laughs> yeah. listen to the rules or, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he holds yeah. a line. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. Like, try to remind them of the expectations that you have. For Boundaries, them. yeah. Boundaries, because yeah. obviously, as we have more experience. Because we're older. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that was really great. Whether to ask you about what that was like, the moment when you heard you were going to have a daughter who was going to have special challenges and how that moment kind of impacted your parenting. Does it impact? Did you evolve? Did you, you know, like that whole chapter and part of your... Yes, and I'm kind of proud of the fact that neither of us mentioned it. Because I am too, because we had that conversation in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I, that's always been a part of like my identity, you know, as mm-hmm. a mother. Like I am a mother to a child, you know, with special needs. Mm-hmm. And um, and so yeah, so I mean, I feel uh, proud that it's no longer like you know the like mm-hmm. before. It would have been the first thing that I would. Mentioned, yeah. yeah, and now it's no longer like you know what defines us. I don't think yeah. you know, like yeah, it's like, a part seriously. of our story. It's an important part of our story, yeah, for sure. Um, but um, yeah, when she was, um, I was, I was diagnosed. Well, she was diagnosed with spinal bifida when um, I was still pregnant with her, and uh, it was a very big shock um, to both of us, right? <laughs> Yeah. Very traumatizing. Um, yeah, very traumatizing. And I, I feel like um, we thought it was going to be harder than it really... The best way I could describe it, and we agreed when it was happening, is the first night after we found out, the doctor told us that she may be born with spina bifida and that she can have a whole range of comorbidities... Um, which included mental retardation, um, death, a head five times bigger than a normal head, so many things wrong with the heart, all these organs. And it was so scary the way he was very frank and blunt with us about mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the dangerous possibilities of how, you know, how our little baby is going to be born, our first baby. So that first night, with no exaggeration, me and my wife both cried like through the night and felt like the rest of her life was going to be like a prison sentence it wasn't even necessarily i feel so bad for our little girl it was just like for ourselves because we had never been parents before so all we could think of at the time we weren't used to worrying about another human Mm -hmm. so all we could think about was wow what are we gonna do how are we gonna get through this how am I gonna live my life now? Yeah, we yeah. were still, you know, yeah, focusing on ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, and I honestly, I thought I'm never going to smile again in my life. Like I thought my life is doomed. <laughs> like, I I'm never gonna be a happy person. Like this is it. Like I'm gonna live like a very sad life. Yeah, I really do firmly believe that I got a little glimpse into the world of what it's like for somebody to receive a life sentence. 
in court because I really felt like that's what I was receiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But eventually, that was the first night that was just very shocking. Uh, Eventually, um, I don't know what happened. We just like turned to God and Mm -hmm. this is where religion played like a very big role for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, And we turned to God and we all of a sudden we both realized it's not in our hands. And we can't carry this with us. Like it, the pain was just so big. And we really thought like we can't, we can't do this on our own. And we can't, you know, just be miserable. Like we have to like let go of like, cause I felt a lot of resentment and like, why me? You know, why, 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 why? Like a lot of that. And like, I blamed God and I was just mad. I was very angry. Uh, but finally, like, we both, uh, like, decided to let go of all that anger. And we said, like, God, it's in your hands. Help us. Whatever you want it to be, it's going to be. And we have no control. And just help us. Be with us. Guide us. And uh, and that, I feel like that really carried us through. And uh, as soon as she was, and we, I feel like ever since she was born, like, that's been our, our uh, way our of thinking. Yeah. Our philosophy. Yeah, it's just, like we can only control so much and you know and we'll try our best and anything else like help us like <laughs> i don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah i agree we we to this day even you know our daughter's still you know she's dealing with spina bifida to this day and she has scoliosis she had major surgery this july and we to this day have that mindset without even talking about it that everything's in god's hands and that everything happens for a purpose and we're in the back seat and we put God in the driver's seat and we just going for the ride and kind of accepting life as it comes and as it goes. And I think that's, that's the, that was the key to us surviving, quote unquote, the moment. But yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I feel like in a way, like, uh, you know, she's a very happy kid. We yeah. got very lucky. Like ever since she was little, like she's always been like so happy Mm-hmm. and so bright and um and we just i think we were both like taken aback like oh wow this is not how we expected her to be you know because we were painted this really you know scary bleak, scenario bleak. yeah and it's like oh well she doesn't have an and an a large head and oh you know like there's something wrong with her heart and um oh she's all mentally there you know she's smart she smiles when i tickle her you know yeah she's a human she's a human with feelings yeah and um you know and um yeah she has been she has been in a wheelchair since she was two and i feel like even like we i told michael like we have to take it one day at a time because like like when she was a baby thinking of our daughter being in a wheelchair one day, like that was like really hurtful. Like we couldn't remember, mm-hmm. like we just, we couldn't like, so we're like, okay, we're going to do this like a little bit at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when she turned two and she got her first wheelchair, um, like that was, it was hard at first, you know, just like, you know, going through that phase. And then eventually it just become a part of life. And then like her starting school, you know, it's like, we were scared. How are other kids going to respond? Like, are they going to bully her? Is she going to be, you know? It's an evolving thing as parents, too. And as for her life, too. It's an yeah. evolving thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still catch myself reverting back to being the insensitive or, or being the sensitive, um, you know, um, one when it comes to, like, you know, say someone asks me, oh, how many kids you got? Oh, yeah, I have this many kids. This is my daughter. She's in a wheelchair. She's more expensive. But, uh, 
oh my gosh, poor thing, she's in a wheelchair. And then they'll ask me something like, when is she going to get out of it? Or like, you know, is she going to walk? When is she going to walk? And I'm telling them, you know, she's not going to walk. She's, that's, that's how she's born. No, but there's this, this thing. And, I'm like, stop. and it gets to And you. it gets me. It gets me. And I'm like, stop it. You know, I just want to shut them down. But, you know, I think that's me reverting. But, um, end of the day, I think, um, I think we've been able to handle everything really well because of our faith. Mm-hmm. Very well. Yeah, and I feel like uh, whenever parents uh, first find out, you know, like if if they find out that their kid is going to be born with any type of disability, I think it's just very important to talk to other people and to realize that you are not alone. Like there's so many people going through far worse <laughs> and you need to hear those stories because that helped me. Like, you know, like listening to other people with, uh, even other uh, parents with kids with spina bifida, I was like, oh my God. And they, cause you really dwell and you think like, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. And you're not like, there's, and you think you can't do it. Right? Yeah. You think you can't do it. Me. You think you can do it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And then you hear all these stories of all these parents making it happen, you know, and then just trying to do their best for their kid. And they make it somehow. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm not the only one. There's other people out there. And it just, it feels really good. I still like to hear stories of other parents, like, you know, with kids with disabilities. Like, because it makes, it gives me hope. And, um, yeah, and it, and it helps you to realize that you're not alone. And I feel like that's just a big part of it. You're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, I mean, we do have our good days or bad days like sometimes you know one of us mostly good days yeah mostly good days but we will have our days when you know we one of us will revert back to like you know one of us will begin to feel like pessimist or despair yeah yeah and i feel like it's important just to like be there for each other like it's always happened that one of us we don't always both feel you know pessimistic at the same time so one of us will, you know, lift the other yeah, one lift the other one up, and that's just so important to have, to have that that support and um, um, yeah. And how do you how do you think? Because um, I know when we went to um, when we were visiting you guys last year, we had this conversation where you were talking about how you would always lead with, "This is Laurita and my daughter, and she has spina bifida," and and when, like, when I asked you guys to talk about yourselves, like, the first thing I noticed was that you didn't mention it. And I was like, wow. Like, even I noticed, like, you yeah. you Be- didn't mention it. I was like, wow, yes. they're, like, over that hump. Mm-hmm. Or you, at least. Well, for me, I think it's especially hard for me. Ever since she was born, I feel like that's my identity. You know, that's just, like, I'm the mother of some of the little girl with spina bifida. And even, like before she started to uh, use a wheelchair and I, had, I would carry her, like people didn't know that she had spina bifida, but let's say that we were at the park and I was holding her and uh, people started, you know, making small talk or whatever. I, I felt like I had to tell them, oh, she has spina bifida. Like there was no need for them to know, but I, I really wanted them to know because if like, I felt like I would 
if I didn't share that, I felt like I was misleading them. And I don't. They would find out later and be like, "What? Yeah, did she tell yeah, me? like I was hiding something." Is she ashamed? Or? Yeah, so I felt like that's like the very first thing that you you need to know about me. Like if I was introducing myself to a stranger, even if my daughter wasn't around, mm-hmm. like I would find a way to bring her up, like in class, right? You said, like, "Oh yes, your, yes, yes." I was taking a speech class. class. Yeah, and you know, all my speeches about like. Somehow they were all related to spina bifida. <laughs> yeah. um, astronomy speeches. <laughs> and the stars. Yeah. So I wanted everybody to know, like, that I had a child with special needs. You know, because that's how I saw myself. But yeah, and eventually, you know, like, I've been like growing out of that, and I and I feel so good because, and even to be. Let's say like we're at the mall, you know, and people will stare and I'll be like, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, why are people staring? I don't realize anymore that I'm with a little girl in a wheelchair, you know, because everybody is curious and they want to know why is this little girl in the wheelchair? And it's gotten to the point where I don't, I'm just like, why are they staring? And then I have to remind myself, oh, I'm with a little girl in the wheelchair and they're curious. Mm-hmm. And I think we've evolved in that way too, and being able to cope with that much better too. Just because I'm, I think when when she was younger, I think when she was first starting to use a wheelchair, people would you know ladies would gawk, especially some for some reason it would be more often than anything else like traditional Mexican ladies. They would see her and they would say it. They would be like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, pobrecita. And I'm like, stop. We knew from day one she didn't need any of that. Mm -hmm. And um, even just the looks. I remember just the stares. I remember I never knew how to cope with that when I was younger. And I wanted to defend my daughter from feeling like a sideshow. So I remember when uh, in the first, you know, few years, if we were out in public and I noticed somebody would be looking, I would give them a very awkward stare until they stopped looking. I would get in there. You know, in their zone where they're mm-hmm. looking, and I'll be give them the most awkward stare mm-hmm. so they can look away and like go about yeah. their business and kind of like my way of protecting my daughter. But I mean, I think I could say I've evolved a lot now. I don't, there's no need for that. There's no, it doesn't accomplish and, anything. And I mean, I, I feel like, wow, like we must have been doing something right because she's so confident. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She does not see herself any differently. Like, she thinks so highly of herself she has like really good like really high self-esteem mm-hmm. and 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 i mean i'm just um rightly so she's a bright <laughs> girl yeah and and i'm just i'm afraid in a way that she'll lose that you know she gets older she's 12 now and i'm just so far so good though like we've had nothing but great experiences like to every school that she's been to like she's made friends and she's so social and every, everything's like has worked out but I feel like we're always like cautiously, you know, yeah, like she's coming of age. She's more yeah. self-awareness and all these, you know, pressures of being a teenager and growing up as a young adult. But then again, something very important is communication, like talking to her. Like I'm always talking to her about uh, even when she was little, like I would, you know, tell her a nighttime story about a little girl who or not a little girl, but a little animal who wished to be different, you know, like mm-hmm. always like trying to sneak in like little, you know, yeah. this little animal wished to be different. And then he got 
what he asked for and then he wasn't happy with it and then he learned to you know to accept himself you know yeah. the way god made him yeah, so you know and, and since she was really little right like we've always like found ways to like you know instill that in ever like relate to stories like the the little Being mermaid okay. or you just like the little mermaid would you know she just wanted to walk or whatever and then she'd get it and it's like eh, was it worth it you know it's like we would like um also like finding nemo where he has like a little fan that doesn't really work too well and mm-hmm. we would liken him to that you know it's like uh you know there's people who are different and yeah. You know, yeah 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 everybody's different so i don't yeah. know it worked I, out for her it really i think it worked out a lot of that we did for her really helped yeah yeah and um something we haven't mentioned um a lot of kids with disabilities uh with physical disabilities sometimes also have like le- learning disabilities mm-hmm. and i feel like this was really challenging for us like um she's really smart uh but like for example math is so challenging for her and uh, we have both like lost our patience with that. Like we've lost many battles to, just to math. I, you remember me yeah. talking to you about it, yeah. and but I remember having a conversation with you where it's like, well, why is it that you want to push her so you, you know so badly to be good at something that she might not ever be good at? And it was like, no, because she has to, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned to accept her disability and you know like she's never going to be a mathematician and i need to be okay with that but she she's actually blossomed as a result yeah no yeah. she the has pressure the pressure comes off push. and yeah. she learns so much more yeah yeah so uh, yeah we have learned to uh, eventually after a long time we finally like let go <laughs> we i feel like a poor kid like i stress her out so much like just learning her times tables like that was such a challenge yeah. and it's like you have to learn it and it's like parents relax <laughs> know, right? like your kid will that. learn it when they learn it when, when but the brain she is ready but we've done something right in that aspect too because i mean she'll pick up a book that's 350 pages and she'll read it in three weeks and that's by choice yeah so she has her she excels in departments you know yeah so So i i think so yeah i think that's very important for parents yes like learn to appreciate their strengths and let go their weaknesses you know like don't focus you know so much on their weaknesses like embrace yeah embrace the good stuff you don't even have to let them go i think you just maybe kind of foster them along and know and understand that you're not going to make genius math geniuses out of the ones that don't want math you know and don't yeah. understand math yeah and i feel like a lot of it comes from like well i'm good at math so you need to be good at math like you need to represent mm-hmm. me you know like how can you not you know well, how I mean? do you not get it i get it yeah. <laughs> so easy do you not understand so what i understand <laughs> yeah well guys i think you guys have shared so much really I don't know, just great wisdom. And I am so glad that we started with you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. I I believe this is going to be amazing. I'm going to learn a lot. Yeah. Just listening to stories. Yeah. You guys were an inspiration. Totally. Thank you. It was great talking to you guys. And I I really hope that just sharing our parenting philosophies and stories help people out yeah if anybody listening to what we're saying um do yourself a favor don't try to reinvent the wheel <laughs> learn from our uh, mistakes <laughs> and your kids will thank you <laughs> all right thank you guys so much and we'll see you again next time i would really like to thank my sister and my brother-in-law for uh that insight uh for me i was like really inspired to see like how they complement each other
Yeah. And they have their own uh, their, their own perspective on parenting. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the end, they just complement. They make this perfect, like, couple. Yeah, and I loved how they've evolved and how they have, you know, they've been parenting for 12 years. They have, you know, this ability to look back and reflect on it and and to really, you know, speak about it in, in a way that's really helpful and useful um, even to us and hopefully to everyone listening um, to you. I mean, what they talk about is it's amazing it was it was just really great there's a lot of reflection yeah in the uh in their actually answers to the questions that you pose yeah i think they they were just really great as a first interview for us and we couldn't be happier it, it, it yeah it was really good because it was all natural and very very just unique yeah i mean everything was a first take they'd never heard the questions they'd mm-hmm. never you know, we just went for it. We just kind of had a skeleton of what we were going to talk about, and we just went for it. So thank you so much, Laura and Mike, um, for doing the interview, for being our first interview, and for just being so honest with everyone that was listening. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, and with that, we really want to thank all of you that are listening, uh, because we know that that was kind of a longer interview, but we would we didn't want to cut out anything so thanks for staying with us and staying this long and we'll see you back here in two weeks like always you know you guys can find us over at itunes and subscribe to our podcast and you can also follow us over at instagram at somos.padres and our personal accounts uh, mine is i am dot yesenia and paulo's is at paulo machaca you can also find us on facebook at somos padres boy thanks a lot guys have a wonderful next two weeks and we'll see you back here for some more some more reflection on parenting yeah hasta la próxima bye